0: Whoa! All right. My name is Andrew Connolly, and I'm a youth and children's pastor in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And this is the student-led mission, more specifically, episode two. That's right, episode two. Last episode we talked about compassion. We talked about Francis Chan and his experience with um, growing the youth and he would literally call people in the phone book. He would he didn't even meet a lot of these people and he would call them and buses would be filled. He would ask them the question, "Do you know that you are going to hell?" If you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't accept him as your Lord and Savior, he would do this and his youth exploded and God blessed him with great things in his life. You can learn more about him. This podcast, though, isn't really about his story. This is about equipping students and helping even leaders equip students. This is just about equipping students so that they may multiply and fill churches up and just love on others through their hallways in their schools. Because that's what God put on my heart. I am a youth pastor first, and this is really, uh, really close to my heart. So last week it was compassion. This week it's more about morality, And um, if we sin, if we do jack it up, how that can really affect us. And we didn't talk much about morals last week. We didn't talk much about um, our relationship with Jesus last week and how that can affect the mission, how that can affect how people see us and see the church, but it really does have an effect. So, I will talk about some of my past experiences. I'll talk about some of the things that the Bible has to say. And I will talk about just some stuff. All right, so let's look into it. Uh, when I was in high school, again, if you remembered from last episode, if you were stuck with me, you might think, wow. He talked about sin a lot. He talked about his sin experiences a lot. And you might think that I glorified sin, which isn't true. I think sin is awful, number one. And I think it is a huge hindrance to the mission. And it's been a huge hindrance in many people's lives. I haven't been able to reach where I have been a huge hindrance to Jesus' mission because of some of the sins, because some of the self-control issues that I've had in my life. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. And one of my closest friends is living apart from Jesus. And I spent a lot of time with him, and I thought I was doing him much favor in school by maybe being a little slack, my maybe rejecting some of my Christian friends in order to spend time with some of my more worldly friends. I thought maybe I was doing more of a good thing in that regard. And I would always be one to roll my eyes when a pastor would get on that stage, when would get behind that pulpit, and he would say, Bad company corrupts good character, and those type of lines. But the fact of the matter is, those sermons are preached so often, maybe too often. You uh, You can honestly debate that, but they are preached so often because they ring so true. And it rings true in my life. Years and years after I believed in Jesus, because of who I decided to hang around in, my relationship with Jesus was truly held back. And my effectiveness as somebody to share Jesus with others was also held back. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a story. This is probably one of the most heartbreaking stories that I have as a teenager. And this happened when I was 17. I was an intern for a church in Enola. It was, it's a very successful church, and I love the staff there. I love the current staff there. I love the past staff. The senior pastors say the same. And he's just an awesome guy. But I was playing basketball one day. And I just felt like God was telling me to share Jesus with this guy. Invite this guy to church. And I was about to do it. I was about to go up to him and be like, hey, you know, let's go go to church together. And nobody who I was playing basketball with really knew Christ. My best friend at the time, he claimed to be a Christian around me, but he didn't really live it out. And he is in some bad places right now his head is still not right and it really does break my heart um, to see where he's at but I did not have a support system there I didn't have anybody to talk it through I didn't have anybody to be like hey I'm feeling this way I'm feeling like God is telling me to invite him or I didn't look at somebody and be like wow he's here it would be totally cool if I invited somebody to church, I wouldn't look like a fool because my Christian friend is here. You don't need Christian friends around you to invite people to church, but wow, can it be easier sometimes to have that support around you? And Christian friends do really come in handy when and if they are available. I'm not, now, I didn't answer God's call that day. And it's not because I didn't surround myself with Christian friends. It's because I didn't answer God's call. But if I did surround myself with Christians, if I did surround myself with who I was supposed to surround myself with, I would have had a closer relationship with God. I would have sinned less. And 100%, I would have been more courageous. I would have been able to walk up to him and been like, hey, come to church with me. And I'll tell you what happened afterwards. He showed us drugs. I didn't go and do drugs with him, neither did my friend that day. And we left. He le- my friend and I uh, were staying the night at my friend's house, who lived right across the street. And I said to him, I was like, wow, I really felt like I was supposed to invite him to church. And my friend said, oh, he would have never have gone anyway. And that's exactly what was in my mind. That negativity, that seed. That seed of negativity is not going to help anybody. Nobody has ever changed the world. No one has ever helped anybody through anything with negativity. Nobody is attracted to negativity. A winning sports team doesn't go and defeat the other team score more than the other team score a touchdown because of their negative attitude they do it because at the beginning of the season they believe in themselves they do it because when they were growing up somebody said hey you could be really good at this why don't we go play catch why don't you do a few push-ups why don't you go work on a few things And then they go and attack it. See, that positive attitude really unlocks positive action. But if you are around friends, if you are around acquaintances who don't know how to be positive, if you surround yourself with only people that know how to be negative, you are only going to know how to be negative. You cannot know how to be positive if you only surround yourself with negative. All the positivity in you, no matter how resilient, will perish if it's not being reinforced. The negative people will start to creep up on you. It's happened to me. It's littered in the text of the Bible. Please, please read it. Please, please read it. But I thought when I was growing up, I thought even until a few years ago that if I sinned, it really wasn't going to affect anything. If I lied, it really wouldn't hurt anybody. It wasn't changing the fact that Jesus died on the cross. But the fact of the matter is that when you do sin or when you do lie, it separates you in that moment from Jesus Christ. And people see you, a Christian, sinning. And that confuses the message that you are trying to send the student led mission. It confuses the mission that Christ wants you to push forward. And that is where friends come in, that is where accountability partners come in. They can be a humongous ally. Or they can be a humongous hindrance. In those hardest times, when you fail a test, when you blew it in your personal life, when you stumbled and fallen in that moral issue, in that sin issue, if you are surrounded by only worldly people, your faith can be at stake. And if your faith is at stake and you lose it, because of the friends that you keep, well, then you've entered the mission field as somebody who is dead instead of somebody who is out there fighting for somebody to be alive. You aren't showing people Jesus' name anymore. Now you need Jesus' name. We all need Jesus' name always, but you're not effective in the game anymore. You're not there striving for those who are hurting you're out there hurting the friends that you keep the morals that you own and the actions that you do all add up people are watching but it's not you you aren't alone you're never alone it is god and yes there is a balance if you get anything out of these two episodes From the episode that was released last time, episode one, and this episode, compassion and morals and friendship. If you get anything from compassion, episode one, morals and friendship, episode two, it's balance. You're not alone. keep looking up, keep pressing forward. The student-led mission is a constant success because Jesus is involved and because Jesus is leading it. And we all get the joy to be part of it. So please stay optimistic. Please stay surrounded by those people who will lift you up. Please stay surrounded by those people who will keep pushing you forward. And please, please don't give up on those people like my best friend who are hurting and lost, but don't be drugged down. When Jesus finds a sheep, He doesn't want them to be lost again. So thank you so much for listening today. My name is Andrew Connolly. This is a student-led mission, episode two. There will be more on the way. Please keep looking out for episode three. And thank you so much for joining me. Again, I am Andrew Connolly, and this is student-led mission. Go get them for Christ.